Tips for Travellers provides inspiration, advice and tips about finding and having a luxurious travel experience. It covers destinations, transportation, accommodation, attractions and journeys. I'm Gary Bembridge and I launched the Tips for Travellers podcast in 2005 to share with travellers my learning on how to make the most of their time in every international destination I visit. For the last 20 years, I've been travelling almost every month of every year to exciting destinations all around the world. Thanks to my global marketing job, it takes me to destinations on every continent. The air miles I earn while doing that helps to take me to even more destinations for vacation. Tips for Travellers shares that learning. Visit www.tipsfortravellers.com for more information. Remembering that Travellers is spelt with two L's the UK way. Hi, today I'm going to talk a little bit about a place called Girona in the Costa Brava, which is relatively near Barcelona. And it's one of those places that I would never have gone to. I actually went to a travel blogger conference there. It was sponsored by the Costa Brava Tourist Board, the conference was. And, you know, I just would never have thought about this place. But it's one of the places that's so near to Barcelona, and Barcelona is such a popular place for people to go for the weekend, or it's a popular place for people to go to join cruises, or, you know, as part of a, a big European tour. And so I wanted to talk a little about Girona, because it's really, really interesting. It's a really beautiful place, and it's really worth considering, you know, including in your itinerary, if you have the time. You know, the danger with Barcelona is an incredible place. It's really fascinating. It's a stunningly exciting place. And so the danger is you go there and you get kind of completely swamped in Barcelona. I had ventured out of Barcelona once to go to a place called Sidges, which is like a little beach resort. Um, again, about 20 minutes, half an hour, I think, on the train. But Girona is a really jewel of a destination. It's a perfect day trip from Barcelona, or it's a great stopover, either before or visiting that city. And actually, if you're flying from the UK, or in fact from other parts of Europe to Barcelona, and you're flying on Ryanair, you will actually be flying into Girona. So Ryanair, you know, the low-cost airline, used Girona as what they they call their Barcelona uh, airport. And so they call it Girona-Barcelona. The city itself of Girona is about 99 kilometers away to the south of Barcelona. Now, the airport, the traffic there has grown dramatically since Ryanair used it as their Barcelona hub. The flights are very popular. They're very packed. And they use the name Girona-Barcelona because that's the one they use. It's really officially known as the Girona-Costa Brava Airport. And it's the kind of the gateway to this incredibly beautiful region but it and spreads out from Girona into some very beautiful rocky interiors to startlingly beautiful coastal line. But it is worth bearing in mind, if you're going to use something like Ryanair, you're going to be in Girona and it's really worth actually, you know, spending some time either before or after your visit to Barcelona. But if you're not, seriously think about exploring Costa Brava and think about exploring Girona. So let me talk a little bit about Girona and why I think it's really worth considering. Girona, like Barcelona, like Sigis and other places along the coast there, is within what's known as the Catalan region of Spain. It's a very rich province. It, it actually makes a very important and fairly significant financial contribution to the whole running of, of Spain. And people in the Catalan region often feel a little bit uh, upset, if, you, if that's the right word, because they feel they're funding a big part of the Spanish system. And as you know, you know, Spain's going through a very tough time, like other countries within Europe, like Greece. And 
the history of the Catalan region is a lot of people within Catalan would desire kind of independence. They'd like to be an independent state. And the analogy is a bit like Scotland in the United Kingdom. You know, there's quite a sizable proportion of the population would like Scotland to be independent. There's quite a large proportion of the population that would like the Catalan to be separate, uh, a separate country from Spain. There's a lot of arguments about just whether that's a dominant percentage or not. But irrespective of that, as with Scotland and the UK, in Girona and in Catalan, it's very clear that the residents of Girona are incredibly proud of the city of Girona and incredibly proud of the Catalan culture. The city is festooned with the very bright and red Catalan flag. And, you, you know, perhaps to a combination of this pride or the fact that actually a lot of English speaking visitors would not often go to Girona. So, you know, visitors from the US or the UK or, or other parts would tend not to go to Girona. They tend to go to Barcelona. So it, it, it's probably much less English language is, is spoken than other parts of Spain. You know, other parts of Spain are quite English language friendly. It's probably less so in Girona. So even the restaurants and the English menu was more Catalan than English. And I actually ended up using Google Translate to make sure I could still do confidence. But don't let that put you off. You know, although waiters are perhaps less comfortable with English language, you know, a little translation app, uh, some intelligent guesswork, you know, it gets you by just fine. So it's not that people are hostile to English speaking visitors. It's just that it's much more Spanish. It's much more Catalan, in fact. Girona is really interesting. It has a very interesting history. It's a very important town. It's about 45 minutes drive inland from the sea. It's located where many rivers used to, in fact, still converge. It's quite close to the border of France, and it's always been a very strategically important city. And actually, if you were going to summarize the history of Girona, the summary is sieges. It's had over 25 sieges in its history. And probably the most famous one was in the time of Napoleon. 35,000 uh, troops from the, you know, from Napoleon surrounded Girona for seven months. Thirty-five thousand people surrounded for seven months. Eventually, illness, lack of provisions meant Girona had to surrender. And the siege and the battle to take Girona is celebrated in this very vibrant, very loud uh, event in September. There's mock battles on this, the hill around the old city, around the cathedral. People dress in the uniform. They're firing blanks. It's very loud. It's very popular. And you kind of stroll among all the residents who are all dressed as the soldiers from both sides while these fake battles are underway. It's very kind of loud, vibrant, exciting uh, thing going on. So if you're there in September, that's really worth kind of looking and seeing when that's on. The thing with Girona is if you were to visit Girona not knowing very much, you come away with this incredible lasting impression of bridges. That really was my takeaway from Girona is bridges, bridges, bridges. There's 11 bridges along the main river in Girona in the old part of town, and they're, they're basically pedestrian bridges, varied designs, varied styles, but they're all very pretty. They're, they're actually quite remarkable. There's one which was designed by Gustav Eiffel with this very trademark metal grid iron lock. And actually, Gustav Eiffel designed this bridge and it was built before he even did the Eiffel Tower. But, you know, the instant I saw this bridge, it, I thought of the Eiffel Tower, even though I didn't know that he'd actually designed it. But it's, it's very distinctive. It's a beautiful red bridge. And so you have this old town kind of all along the old river. It's very charming. It's very beautiful. And there's all these like, pedestrian bridges where you can, you know, go across the river, go to the other side. And all along the river, there's these colorful buildings, there's lots of oranges and yellows and pinks, and they're all clinging and overhanging the riverbanks. 
and behind them are these narrow stone cobbled streets and there's lots of very interesting shops there's lots loads of places to sit out and have a coffee or a drink it, it's a very distinctive it's a very unique feel it's a very warm kind of friendly feel and it does feel kind of one of a kind. It feels a very distinctive city. And that's why I liked it. And that's why I really think it's worth you know, visiting. The new part of town, not very attractive. You know, it's more standard buildings. It's more industrial. It's, it's very kind of generic kind of city. But the old town is just charming and it's gorgeous. And it's really, really pretty. And it's just lovely to just kind of stroll around, sit in the cafes, just people watch. Really exciting. And talking about that, you know, public socializing outdoors is clearly a way of life in Girona. The old city is basically pedestrianized because it was kind of built before those cars and stuff. So it's great for strolling about and exploring. There's lots of bars, there's lots of tapas restaurants, and people will sit outside and will eat. The weather's really good in Girona. I mean, even sort of in, in autumn, the weather's really nice. And the whole culture of the city seems to be about strolling about, socializing, hanging out. And there's lots of places which were focal points for socializing with the kind of squares where people seem to just, you know, go and sort of sit there, have a drink, chat, meet. Two of them that were really worth having a look at and, and spending a the time. There's a very large square that's uh, between the river with Eiffel Bridges and the bridge across the cathedral. There's this very large square, beautiful square, and all surrounded around are cafes and restaurants. And then around the cathedral itself, there's lots of places where people kind of hang out and chat. So there's lots of, you'll, you'll come across them, even the hotel I was staying in, uh, the Charlemagne Hotel, there was a little square outside and people would just in the evening kind of hang out there. And it was really buzzy and exciting. The city did seem to be very young. It it was you know there was some big there's big universities in the town, so a lot of young people. But it seemed a very youthful, vibrant atmosphere. It was really kind of a very exciting place to be. Uh, there's a very big conference center, very big cultural centers being built in Girona. And actually, the conference I went to, a travel blogging conference, was held there. It's a beautiful, beautiful conference center with these big, large wooden panels, incredible acoustics they use for theater and concerts, and actually. The, the booking office showed there was just kind of loads of pop concerts, classical concerts, recitals, theatre going on. So it's clearly culturally a very dynamic place. So let, let me give you some tips about visiting Girona. As I mentioned, it's probably the place you want to go for a day trip or, or, or maybe I guess you could go for a kind of a weekend break. It's very easy to get to Girona from Barcelona. There's a train. It, it's very efficient. It takes about an hour. It's a very easy day trip from the station where you come into Girona to the old town very easy to find 10 minutes maybe 15 minutes walk as I've already mentioned you know one of the most common ways that people get to Girona without almost realizing it is by flying in Ryanair it's kind of a hub for them it's about 10 kilometers from the city center about 20 euros in a taxi there are kind of buses it's really worth spending some time there if you are uh, you know flying flying in I would really really strongly recommend it you can also drive there if you've got a higher car you know in in, in Barcelona it, it's very easy to get to great motorway networks so it's very easy to get to uh, from Barcelona what do you want to see really it's about just exploring the old town you know just strolling around soaking in the beauty drinking coffee looking at these beautiful buildings if walking is an issue for you there is a kind of this funny sort of bus train type thing that that will take you through part of it but walking is really the best the best way so there's probably three critical things to look at in Girona the first is the old town the river and the bridges and this is really for me the most important part of Girona focus on the old town there's all these incredible bridges that you can pop 
you know, walk across the bridges, walk across the river, see the Wombat Eiffel. You know, it's a beautiful walk along the river from the town centre down to the cathedral. And you can explore these stone cobbled roads, lots of very interesting shops. Uh, and what I would suggest is you kind of walk on one side of the river, it doesn't matter which side you walk on. Uh, you get to the cathedral at the end and you walk back on the other side. Now, I've mentioned the cathedral a couple of times. The cathedral, really easy to spot, big spires, beautiful kind of white building and a big spire. It, it's a very old uh, cathedral, dates right back to the 11th century. It's a, it's a Romanesque style, apparently. I'm not big on architecture, but that's how it's described. There's little winding roads around it. It's a very beautiful cathedral, really, really worth taking a look at. And then also in that area are the city walls. So from the cathedral, you can stroll around all the old city walls. Now, unfortunately, a lot of the old walls have been torn down over the centuries as the city expanded. But some reconstruction has been done, but they very clearly demarcate what's the original walls and where the reconstruction is. But it's really interesting, this kind of, the, the, you know, seeing the old old walls. So Girona, it's a real surprise. I, I knew nothing about Girona. I would never have considered going there unless I'd gone to the conference, but it's a very beautiful, it's a very unique city, and I would really recommend you try and visit if you're going to Barcelona. Now, the other thing to think about, which I'm not going to cover in more detail, is the Costa Brava region that surrounds and spreads out from Girona, Girona is spectacular. There's mountains you can go hiking in. There's incredible beaches. So if you're thinking about exploring Spain or going to Barcelona, really spend some time thinking about, do you spend some time in Girona? Do you explore the Costa Brava? It's it's a very beautiful, very varied uh, part of, of Spain and really is worth doing. So whether you like hiking, whether you like swimming, whether you just like a bit of culture, there's a lot in the Costa Brava region that's really worth exploring. So Girona, a real surprise, very accessible from Barcelona, and that's kind of my tips for travelers. What I'm trying to do is look at uh, places that are near to or around the kind of the obvious places that we all tend to go to when visiting Europe. In the next podcast, I'm actually going to look at a place in Italy, Genoa, uh, which again was a big, big surprise for me. Having lived in Europe for a very long time, I'd never been there before. And again, it's a it's a place that a lot of people pass through but never spend time in. So that's what I'm going to look at in the next podcast. But until then, thanks again if you subscribe to the podcast. Next time you're on iTunes, I'd really appreciate if you get a chance to rate and perhaps leave a comment. It really helps me a lot. But until next time, safe travels and have great trips. Tips for Travellers provides inspiration, advice and tips about finding and having a luxurious travel experience. It covers destinations, transportation, accommodation, attractions and journeys. I'm Gary Bembridge and I launched the Tips for Travellers podcast in 2005 to share with travellers my learning on how to make the most of their time in every international destination I visit. For the last 20 years, I've been travelling almost every month of every year to exciting destinations all around the world. Thanks to my global marketing job, it takes me to destinations on every continent. The air miles I earn while doing that helps to take me to even more destinations for vacation. Tips for Travellers shares that learning. Visit www.tipsfortravellers.com for more information, remembering that Travellers is spelt with two L's the UK way.